Today on Ag News Daily. You know, and nothing in that says I just work with women or I just work with, you know, men. I work with everybody in our industry. January 13th, Fun Friday edition of the Ag News Daily Podcast. Got the A-team together, Tanner and Jennifer, hanging out with you today. Ready to rock it this Friday, Jennifer? Oh, absolutely. It is 11 o'clock in the morning, and I am rocking and rolling for the day. Yes, absolutely. Listeners, we've got some great headlines to get to for you here. But uh, first of all, going to hit some weather. Fire conditions are still elevated in Oklahoma and parts of North Texas. Of course, we've been talking about those high winds almost all week. Get up into parts of eastern and central Illinois, and there are some scattered snow showers in the forecast. Today, Jennifer, here in Iowa, I saw a couple of flurries on my travel, but uh, mostly clear skies here in the state. Going out into next week, there are chances for some thunderstorms, and uh, we have been keeping an eye on the aftermath of that severe storm that went through Alabama. Unfortunately, there was a lot of destruction as Alabama and Georgia have now confirmed seven dead during that storm. There were multiple tornadoes that were produced and raked across that southeastern portion of the country there yesterday on Thursday. There were nearly three dozen reports of tornadoes in four states, including Alabama and Georgia, but then also Mississippi and Kentucky. Surveys say it's going to take multiple days to complete the order of the mass destruction. Um, But unfortunately, Autaugua, ooh, that's a tough one, Jennifer, A-U-T-A-U-G-A, Autaugua County in Alabama is where six of those seven lives were taken. So unfortunate for that area. Plenty of semis tipped over, buildings damaged, and power lines down. Um, Jackson, Georgia, about 40 miles southeast of Atlanta, a tree fell on a car, killing a young person in there. So we feel bad for those people in the southeastern portion of the state. Hopefully they can get power restored to their residents and they don't have any follow-up storms. So that's a little bit of weather update here. I might have a little bit more before we close out today. Yeah, that is unfortunate for everybody down in the southern area. Luckily for Iowa, we have a little bit of good news for our upcoming future, though. Iowa Corn gets a big win with Japan as the U.S. ambassador to Japan, Rom Emanuel, shared some good news with the ICGA president, Denny Freist, this week. Japan has recently issued a new ethanol rule to allow U.S. ethanol exports to Japan to grow by nearly 80 million gallons, which is about $200 million in sales. The rule should officially change April 1st. While Japan has been utilizing ethanol, this is the first time U.S. ethanol can compete for the entire market rather than just a portion. This is big news for Iowa corn growers for more ethanol demand creates more opportunities for all of our farms. Yes, it does. That's a a good headline, a positive one. I had missed that, so I'm glad that you were able to share that. As we look at the reflection of a couple of USDA reports here, the first one I'll hit on is related to the swine industry. The December hogs and pigs report places December inventories of all pigs at 73.1 million head. That's down roughly 1% from last quarter and 2% from this time last year. The year-over-year decline is driven by nearly a 2% smaller hog inventory on the market level, which is towards the bottom of the estimates that the pre-report 
gauges were identifying. The breeding herd is nearly half a percent larger than a year ago. So this is poising potentially the hog industry to be set for expansion. But right now, looking at all weight classes of market hog inventories being down 2%, there are nearly 2% fewer hogs weighing under 180 pounds than a year ago. This is going to limit inventory at price processing plants here from January to May, which is going to temper some supplies. So we may see a little bit higher boxed pork prices coming out of that. The decline with lighter weight hogs is partly due to September and November pig crop and farrowings being 1% lower than the year before. Not big numbers, but certainly pointing, Jennifer, towards inventory intentions going up with the sow herd expansion being a half percent growth and 1% actual farrowings growing year over year. So it'll be interesting to see here if there's going to be some slighter gains on the intentions to expand the herd going forward in 2023. That will be very interesting to keep a look on that. And staying on the commodity route, Commodity Classic is quickly coming here in March. And although I don't get to attend Commodity Classic until 2024, the 2023 one looks like it's going to be a lot of fun as early registration ends January 20th, and it is in Orlando, Florida this year. Commodity Classic was established in 1996 and is America's largest farmer-led, farmer-focused ag and educational experiences. It covers topics ranging from soybeans, corns, wheat, and sorghum, and even equipment manufacturers. The Top-notch educational sessions and latest farming technology opportunities allow thousands of farmers to network with other farmers all over the country. And so that is just a small cost to be able to get tons of more opportunities to allow your operations to grow. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. I know that uh, myself, I will be there. I will also be National Farm Machinery Show. The Farm for Profit crew, the other podcasts that I get to host, will be set up doing live recordings, which means Ag News Daily during both of those shows will be recorded live. So come find us. That'll be a lot of fun. If you are still in the market for a small tractor, you may be in luck. Prices may be declining there. According to the year-end 2022 report, the small tractor sales cooled significantly from the last couple of years. However, Jennifer, if you're looking to buy a combine or a tractor greater than 100 horsepower, the inventory is still really tight. Combines have had really strong sales numbers. They were up 15.8% since 2021. Manufacturers pumped out a little over 7,200 combines. That was uh, compared to 6,300 the year before. The combine market over the last three years has seen a positive percentage increase in every month of those 36 months, except for one. Obviously, as we look at equipment manufacturers, they're continuing to monitor their supply and get inventory to the dealers while dealer inventory is sitting at record lows. Four-wheel drive tractor sales were up nearly a third in December compared to a year ago. Although actual unit numbers coming off of the mechanics line is relatively small. Manufacturers sold 520 four-wheel drives in 2022 compared to 392 in 2021 for the month of December. That is an increase of 1.7% year over year. So as far as that goes, 
Back to the largest sales reversal, that category I initially started about is tractors between 40 and 100 horsepower. In the early days of COVID, these tractors took off. They were the bright spot for the equipment manufacturer. White collar employees migrated home as offices closed and they were soon determined to improve the land outside of their home office windows is exactly what this article states. But the small tractor units going forward for 2022 were down nearly 8.9% after having a 21% growth in 2021. So summary there, Jennifer, is combines and large tractors are still in tight supply. But if you're looking for that low horsepower machine, you may be in luck for a little bit of a deal. Well, thank you for that information, Tanner. I'm sure there are plenty of listeners that find that to be some pretty fantastic news today. And looking at some more news going forward, um, four topics were discussed in Mexico City during the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement meetings. These four main topics included semiconductor manufacturing, methane and food waste reduction, energy, and the U.S.-Mexico border wall. Covering more on the food waste reduction, countries have committed to reducing methane emissions from the solid waste and wastewater sector by at least 15% by 2030, compared with the 2020 levels, and to develop a proposal to cut food loss and waste in half by 2030. Energy includes Biden, Lopez, and Trudeau agreed to create a plan for standards and installation of electric vehicle chargers along their international borders. The U.S. Trade Representative's Office says the policy put billions of dollars in U.S. investments at risk. But Canada also has concerns over the implementation of an electric vehicle provision in the Inflation Reduction Act signed by Biden last year. Touching a little bit on the U.S.-Mexico border wall, in the meeting, Lopez Obrador thanked Biden for not even building one meter of the wall, saying he's the first president of the U.S. in a very long time to not build any of it. The Biden administration also announced a program to allow 30,000 migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela collectively to enter the U.S. legally each month. Still, Lopez Obrador suggests Biden insist Congress regularize undocumented Mexican migrants who work in industries where American employers are struggling mightily to find workers. There was a lot covered out of that meeting. Thanks for bringing that to the attention. It'll be interesting to see what more productivity comes as these three nations need to work together to be successful. Back to California, my last hit before getting into markets today. We had completely missed that storm about five days ago, and turns out that it was a deadly bomb cyclone. So the Golden State, especially the beach outside of Capitola, California, was inundated by this deadly bomb cyclone, cyclone as it produced high winds and heavy rain. And now as we look at our California listeners and fellow residents, businesses are facing catastrophic damage and are starting to have to dig out the bomb cyclone created a substantial amount of flooding and mudslides at the end of their piers. They have areas that were once beautiful are now destroyed. So thinking of the famous Wharf House restaurant, an iconic establishment for residents on that seaside town outside of Santa Cruz County or in Santa Cruz County is now boarded up and damaged. And we don't know what the future of that restaurant is. Powerful winter, winter storms like this that produce heavy rain, wind and flooding are very dangerous for mudslides. 
like this California residents have seen in decades, the fury of catastrophic consequences for many homes and business owners will produce year long effects. So now there's very ton of images coming out of California now about the cleanup. And unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do about it for them here in Iowa. But wanted to get into markets here as we wrap up our conversation today. Midday report after the WASD looks like corn is trading steady to unchanged off of the open March contract at 671, December 23's contract 597. Soybeans have a little bit of a bump up in the front months, January and March up 10 and 5 cents respectively to 1535 and 1528. November beans down 4 cents today at 1392 wheat off just a little 3 cents in the forward month at uh, or the front month at 739 and December looking at 770. But now as we look to move over to livestock markets today, live cattle, both live and feeder cattle trading in the red off slightly. February live cattle 157.1, feeder cattle at 180.95. Lean hogs got a little bit of a green coming out in midday as we talk. February contract 78.70, April contract 87.65. So a quick rundown of markets before we get into our fun Friday conversation. And this gal has a ton of energy. So let's welcome in Amanda Nig from the Farm Fit family. We have a high energy conversation ready for you guys today. Excited to introduce to you Amanda Nig, the owner and creator of Farm Fit Training. We've talked with her a long time ago before I was even a part of Ag News Daily. So it's exciting to catch back up with her. Welcome, Amanda. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the call with you guys. So for the listeners that didn't catch your last conversation, why don't you tell them a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what your tie to agriculture is? Wow, that's a lot of questions right off the bat. All right. Uh, well, um, actually, I didn't grow up in ag. So I was lucky, lucky enough to meet my husband on a blind date. Um, my husband is Lewis Nick. He's a fifth generation farmer here in South Dakota. And we grow corn and soybeans. Um, we used to grow actually alfalfa and wheat, but we kind of went away from that. And we have two wild little boys. I definitely keep this mama on her toes. And um, agriculture, I mean, is something that, like I mentioned earlier, I did not grow up in, but it's something that I love. And I love being a part of this community. Um, And I really feel, well, I don't even know the word to use there. I I feel honored to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, a really kind of fun, tight-knit community. And it's been interesting for us to watch your journey coming into agriculture through Louie and through your, your kids and through just a lot of interesting life events that you guys have had to withstand. And I know we've had you on the podcast, Amanda, right after you guys had a, a house fire, um, which was, I think, right during the heart of COVID, if I remember correctly as well. It was actually the day before the COVID. So right, uh, the, okay. the day right before the national lockdown, um, we lost our, we just built this home four years ago and um, lost everything right before everything decided to get shut down and you couldn't even go to the grocery store. And there was a lot of questions about like, okay, what are we going to do as a nation for the next two weeks? Um, so for us, we not only had to go through that, we ended up having to 
go through that homeless and try to navigate that and figure out, okay, as a family, where are we going to stay? Where are we going to live? Like, wait a minute, we can't go to the grocery store and go buy groceries because everything's shut down for two weeks. So how are we going to make this work? And that's where, that's why I say when I'm, I'm honored to be a part of ag, because there was a lot of people on social media that I've never met in my life that stepped up and people were sending us stuff. They were, I mean, we had a ton of local farmers donate clothes and food. And I mean, it was just a super humbling experience all around. Yeah. And that is all part of your story, just like our listeners have each one of their own, but you took that time period in your life and really powered forward to create a pretty neat program. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Well, 2020 was my, my, so my, I always do a word of the year. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before. Um, that's something actually I started in 2020. Um, I picked a word of the year and for me, that word was more growth for myself. There was a lot of times in 2020 with just the unknowns as what our family was going through and also what the nation was going through where I was even challenged with my own mental health. And I'll be completely honest for anybody that's listening. um, I was really struggling just trying to figure out where my place was because I sold insurance and my insurance career actually was door to door. It was one of the toughest types of selling that you can do and for me I couldn't go to work and next thing you know I'm homeschooling kids and so I started posting my fitness journey online and that was something that that was my time my space where I could dive into my own mental and physical health because first and foremost those are so intertwined you can't work on a physical transformation without impacting your mental transformation and so I started sharing my journey um, with just my physical health and a lot of people just started asking me questions they're like well what are you using as weights and you know and that's the thing too is like you can use anything and everything on a farm I mean I I was using tires. I was using weights off um, pieces of equipment that we had in the yard. I was using cinder blocks. And so I was just posting these unique workouts online. And a lot of people just started asking me questions. And it, it was always been a dream of mine to launch a fitness business. You know how you have those goals for yourself and you're like, I want to do that someday. And well, for me, that was always a goal. I always was passionate about fitness, but I never expected to definitely go more into that during 2020. And it just kind of fell into place for me. I would have to say that. And I always, my husband always says this too, is I definitely would have launched my fitness business if our house didn't burn down because I was comfortable. I was number one in the nation for selling insurance. You know, I was really comfortable in my career. My career was exactly where I wanted it to be. And so the pandemic kind of put a stop to that and had me really dig deep into where I really wanted to make an impact and where I wanted to go. And so um, through adventures and situations that happened in 2020, um, I decided to go back to school and get certified um, for personal training, nutrition, mindset coaching. And um, through various avenues, I decided to officially launch my business in 2021. And it's been a really fun journey since then. I mean, I just found out today, actually, that Tanner is also a part of your fitness program. So I find that a little amusing because I typically assumed it was more for women, but you've really started to branch out. And we've seen a lot of men that have joined your group as well. But I just like to give him give him crap that he's a 
Yes, you you worded that properly. That I joined a women's fitness program. Is that is that you the did, direction you're going? You did not join a woman's. Wait, wait, let's back up here. I I work with everybody in agriculture. It's not just women, you know. And that's the thing too is a lot of men um, when they're struggling with their own mental health or physical health, they don't tend to go to women trainers. And that's a the thing here is we're not just trainers for women. We're also trainers for men. You know, I know how to put on muscle on a man. I know how to help a man shred fat, but also tap into that mental health aspect as well. And so our program, it's designed like, I don't know if I've shared this and I don't think I actually shared this on the last time I was on this pod call is like my mission statement is I give the agriculture industry and that's men and women agriculture industry tools and strategies, not only to lose fat, but to build muscle, develop a healthy mindset, all while creating a sustainable lifestyle, you know, and nothing in that says, I just work with women or I just work with, you know, men, I work with everybody in our industry. And so we really, our mission is to impact anybody and everybody that we can. And so I really love the fact that a lot more men are applying this round I would have to say we have quite a bit of men. We actually had a bigger turnout in the men aspect in our last group, but we have a lot of couples joining the program, which is really exciting as well, too. So we can teach them that lifestyle, how to balance, um, you know, between, you know, learning how to fill your body, but also, you know, you're not making individual meals in that situation. You're making a meal that the whole family can enjoy because we don't teach quick fixes. This is a lifestyle change in we're teaching you, hey, you're eating your everyday foods, but let's make some subtle tweaks in that nutrition. And I'll show you how to fill your body correctly through the foods that you already enjoy. So it's a really cool aspect as in that token as well. It is. It's been a, a really neat experience. I'm only a couple of days into it, but our listeners know that with uh, putting up with Delaney every day on this podcast, I could certainly use a little bit of time Excuse to blow me. off. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> to blow off a little bit of steam, but there's a lot to the str- the strategy of having you on this time of year. This is New Year, New Me type of stuff. What? How do you suggest to our listeners that if they want to make 23 the best year ever, that they go about doing that? Well, start small. I know that sounds really that's kind of like an oxymoron when you're talking about a fitness journey, but truly don't try to eat the whole elephant all at once. You know, a lot of times everybody goes into a new year and they're like, this is the year I'm going to change everything. I get a gym membership. I, um, you know, I jump into nutrition and then, and I, first and foremost, a lot of people do the wrong type of nutrition. We do something called macronutrients, which truly is whatever fits into your macros. So it's more of a lifestyle change, but there's so many quick fixes out there, you know, part of diet culture. And so the biggest thing there is a lot of people try to do everything all at once. And that's where you have that huge drop off when it comes to the end of February and March is because they can't sustain everything that they're trying to doing. And so that's one of the approaches. And and like you said, Delaney, Tanner is a part of the program is we really go at individual pace. Yeah. There's, there's a lot we cover in the first two weeks, but we really 
break down that system and give you strategies and give you tons of tools to help you make this a lifestyle and help create those successful habits. And so any of the listeners listening right now is my advice is don't try to do everything all at once. If if you don't know where to go, hire someone. You know, it's just like in agriculture, we hire an agronomist to help us with our crops and chemicals. We hire a banker. I'm pointing that at you. <laughs> you know, for, you know, advice on how to run our operation, because let's be honest, a farm is an operation, you know, it's, you're running, you have to be able to have money coming in to pay for the money that's going out. And so, you know, you hire experts in areas that you need help is what I'm trying to get there to say there. And so if you don't know where to start, hire a coach, you know, hire someone that can, that specialize in that field that can help break down that system so that you can understand it a lot better. And first and foremost, don't try to do everything at once. Like you could simply get movement in a day by just walking or, you know, getting a gallon of water a day. You know, hydration is super important part of um, overall health as well. And so there's simple things that you can do before you get to that point of, hey, you know, maybe it's time to hire a coach and, you know, and really start to understand how I can make this a lifestyle change instead of a quick fix. Yeah, Tanner, I mean, I, I obviously like to tease you, but I am also very impressed that you decided to do this because I think like you were saying, Amanda, a lot of people have these big ideas to do a New Year's resolution and then obviously those fail. Tanner, why did you decide to, I'm interviewing you now for a second, but what made you decide like, yep, I'm going to do it this year? It's not a this year versus a next. It's just kind of a culminating point of a lot of things going in the right direction to where there's some really serious opportunities in the future. And if, and if I don't have a strong base to build off of, then, you know, I feel like I have an opportunity to miss those opportunities that present themselves and built a relationship with Amanda over the last year, a couple of podcast interviews, trade show visits, and, and her personality, as you can tell on this show is, is definitely a, a contagious one. So it's going to be a fun experience. That's what I'm, I'm looking forward to is get, get some base built and then we can grow from there. He might hate me after today. It's binge birthday. So I don't I'm looking know. forward to it. <laughs> he, might, he might change his tune when he gets that workout in today. <laughs> well, Minda, if we do have listeners who are interested in, in signing up and joining your program, what, what can they expect? Is it like a one-on-one coaching thing? Is it like a boot camp or 75 hard? Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, we have actually have two different areas. So I do launch digital products throughout the year where I bring in, um, and I shouldn't say bring in, I do a special collaborations with companies. Um, like last year, I did a special collaboration. Um, I got sponsored by John Deere. Um, and that looks like it might be back on the docket, nothing official, but I do have a really special collaboration, which this would be more like group coaching style. And that is actually coming out with Titan Goodyear farm tires. And that campaign will actually launch in February. So if you're interested in kind of learning more about who we are, um, you know, digital products are a great way to get into that and understand, Hey, this is what this program is about. This is what we offer. You know, you'll be able to work out and still get, of course, we do a lot of education and science and why behind what we're doing. Um, and we also teach everybody that comes into the community or our space um, all that information. Now, the one-on-one coaching, which is what Tanner's a part of, the, those are certain open enrollments um, just because we do 
hands-on, like my three pillars of my program is first and foremost is nutrition and workouts. That's number one, you know, there's tons of things that you can see on the internet. You know, that's a beautiful part about social media, but it's just like, what's right for you. You know, like, how do you get that tailored experience where, you know, maybe somebody coming into the program was more towards fat loss where someone else, like for example, Tanner is more looking towards muscle gaining and, you know, and so tailored, um, workouts and nutrition is what will help you get to that goal. And so that's more geared towards the one-on-one coaching side of things. And then the second pillar into the one-on-one coaching side of things is mindset. You know, you can't work on a fitness journey without tapping into your mindset. We So we do a lot of mindset coaching as well. And then that third one is accountability. So between me and my other two coaches, Tracy Johnson and Jamie Pearson, we really dive into everybody's um, profile daily. So there's a lot of accountability built into our programming where we're on top of what you're doing for your workout, you know, what are you eating so that we can give you tips and tricks. So like we dive into that whole Gantt, um, but we also hold every single client accountable. You know, this is an at home or at farm program. And so a lot of times where it's like, oh, my coach won't know if I miss a workout or um, if I don't get my nutrition. Well, in one-on-one coaching, we see everything. And so it's really a hands-on experience where it's tailored programming and it's tailored nutrition because first and foremost, our bodies are unique. um, And what we need for fuel is a hundred percent difference from somebody else in the room. But we also, again, like I mentioned earlier, is I do when we do couples, I teach you how it works, where you're cooking one meal that's going to work for everyone. And so we do a lot of education and more um, the science of why in the one-on-one side of um, coaching. And the next open enrollment for that won't be until March. Yeah, and I can vouch for that, Delaney. I still have, uh, I got a reminder from Tracy who gets to deal with me that I still need to get my third breakfast recipe sent over. She's not going to let me slide. She won't let anybody else slide. But Amanda, if people want to look you up, what's the best way for them to find you? Well, they can find me on any social media platform under Farm Fit Mama, and it's M-O-M-M-A. Um, we do on Instagram have a Farm Fit training page um, that they can join. And we also have a private Facebook group called Farm Fit Blueprint. Now that is open up for the community as well. And they can find that a private group under my farm fit mama page. Um, and they also can join my newsletter list. So I do have a website. My website is www.farmfitmama.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We only touched the tip and the surface here. So it's exciting to get an update from you and then also give our listeners a chance to go and learn some more. So thanks again. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on guys. I really appreciate it. Well, Jennifer, that would have been a fun one for you to jump on. Uh, It's exciting for me to start off 2023, having her on my team to see if we can make 2023 the best year ever. Definitely. I've talked to Amanda before, and she is just a ball of energy and has so much advice to give anyone and everyone on any progressions they want to make. Absolutely. Listeners, thanks for hanging out with us for another week. We'll be back again. Uh, next week to bring you some great headlines. But for today, what do you say? Should let listeners go? Let's let them go.